Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, it's going fantastic, man. Uh, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Uh, so today I wanted to ask about honesty and principles when it comes to injustices. Mm. Um, so I was thinking, I've been reading We the Living, so one of Ayn Rand's novels, and so it talks about, you know, in Soviet Russia, there are all these laws and people are consistently breaking the laws and having to act dishonestly because the laws are unjust and they'll die. Um, and then, you know, I think Ayn Rand herself, uh, you know, lied about her travel to the U.S. so she could escape. And, and you know, then it makes me think about when there were all of these horrible things for African-Americans and all these civil rights injustices, they break the law to make a stand. And I'm interested to know what the balance is, especially when the examples aren't so extreme. And, you know, I want to live a life of honesty, but then I also want to pursue my other principles, pursue my goals and my purpose. And there are laws in Canada and otherwise that could get in the way of that. So what is the balance of me wanting to be honest, uh, but also me wanting to pursue my, my, my own ends when there are laws in place that I view as unjust. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I go back to that quote that uh, when laws become unjust, you have a duty to disobey. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I think there's no issues at all with, with disobeying an unjust law. Uh, you know, it's simply a calculus of, I mean, it's like when a mugger de demands all your money um, at gunpoint, right? Um, you can, you know, it, it's not unjust to, to not tell them about the cash you have stashed in the sole of your shoe or something like that. Um, mm. you know, you just, you're taking a risk if he finds out, maybe you get hurt. Right. So, so it's all about, um, it's all about your risk tolerance and what your goals are and what you're trying to achieve. Right. So, so sometimes it's better off just to pay off the mafia and, uh, and continue on your way rather than, than lie and be found out and suffer the consequences. But, and so, you know, I'm thinking in particular, there's a lot of Canadians that go to the U S to work and there's very specific visa requirements and things like that. Uh, you know, I know one person who, who got a company to lie and say that they were being hired, but he's really working on a startup. And it's like, but these are rules to get into the country, right? So one, that seems worse to me. That's an explicit lie to someone's face, likely, right? I'm looking right. at this uh, border security and lying. Um, and also, you know, in Libertopia, this would be a private person's country, like, or, or city. Um, so the U.S. still has the right to say who can come into the U.S. or not. These aren't rules forced upon me as a Canadian, Canadian law is what's forced upon me as someone who was born in Canada. So do do you think um, what you said earlier still holds true when the individual is actively engaging in those things? Because there's something to be said. Yeah, I'm here and I'm having force um, enacted upon me. But when then what happens if I'm then choosing to engage with other sets of laws? Yeah, I mean, you... you... <laughs> Yeah, I, no, I, I think the same thing applies, right? I, I don't think you have an obligation to um, to follow unjust laws, uh, but you know, I, I do think you you probably take a risk, um, 
again, it all comes down to your risk tolerance and whether, you know, whether you think, um, you can get away with it or what, what the, it's a risk reward, um, calculus that you have to do. Right. Um, ethically, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with disobeying unjust laws. But so what do you think it says about, um, you know, someone who is living a lie or consistently outside of the law? So, you know, drugs being illegal is unjust, right? Yeah. But I wouldn't want to be a drug dealer um, and consistently living at that risk, even though I think I'm making a principled stand. No, cocaine should be legal. Right. Yeah. And typically, if you are operating in the black market as... uh, as a drug dealer, um, you know, you are, you're, you're, you're doing other things that are, that are criminal, that are unjust, right? You are stealing possibly you're using force, uh, to settle, to resolve disputes, you know, retaliatory force or initiatory force, let's say to settle, to try to settle disputes and stamp out the competition. you're basically acting like a government in, in those cases. Um, so, so, you know, it's not the the selling of drugs to a consenting adult that's the issue. It's the um, it, it's the other things that go along with engaging in that that lifestyle. So, so, you know, I but I think you could potentially th- th- there could be a principled drug dealer out there who refuses to do anything unethical, right? And so, selling drugs isn't unethical if you're selling them mm. to a consenting adult. Um, shooting your competition is unethical. Um, you know, stealing is unethical, uh, committing fraud by telling someone that this, uh, um, fentanyl you have is actually Oxycontin. That is unethical. So there are all sorts of ways you can be unethical. And I think that when you, when you operate in the black market, um, where, where people don't have access to dispute resolution, then, then you know if, if if you sell someone a faulty product or they they're not happy with it it's not like they can report you to the better business bureau or or uh you know to some consumer advocacy group or something like that i don't think that exists for drug dealers and mm-hmm. and so there's no incentive so so there's incentives for corruption i guess when you when you operate um outside of uh third party uh, watchdogs and arbitration that that uh market would typically provide so so uh, there's certainly incentives to to become corrupt and to harm people and and to do things that might harm people because um you can get away with it um but but i don't think it necessarily has to be that way i think you you don't have to be corrupt you can um and i guess a good example of that is kind of what was happening with the weed market in canada before legalization was there were people just opening storefronts operating outside the law but not murdering not i mean we don't know exactly where all of their sources were but they seemed largely to be operating ethically if not legally right yeah and and you know as soon as you open a storefront and you have you know now your customers have access to dispute resolution right so uh, i mean if, if i get a bad product or a tainted product from a storefront that that business is going to get shut down um pretty quickly uh so so those businesses have every incentive to to go above and beyond even um to to make sure you're getting a good product and your satisfaction is happy um but yeah it's a little bit different when you're operating in a back alley when you know wherever the law is most unjust and 
and uh, strictly enforced is where you're going to find um, a real criminal, unsavory criminal element and corruption develop, right? That's where the mm -hmm. most danger lies. That's where the most criminality lies. And this is why, this is one of the practical reasons why we ought to be against these kind of laws, uh, drug laws, for example, right? Because they create an environment where, where the worst kind of people can flourish. The people who are willing to take risks, who are willing to bust kneecaps and hurt people, now are the ones that can operate in are the ones that are operating in that market whereas you want a market where um, it's the most virtuous type types of people that that are going into business not the most unsavory yeah that makes a lot of sense uh, i want to jump back a bit to you you used a couple times the term risk averse right and or or my my risk comfort right the right. the level of some people just kind of put their heads down and deal with it some people are a bit more risk um or willing to deal with risk. So they'll maybe engage with that gray area. But I more see it as I'm trying to live principally, right? Um, right. Not that I'm risk averse, I'm, I'm not particularly risk averse, but I'm trying to you know, see what is the hierarchy of values. And so I had held in my head that honesty is the most important of, uh, of the virtues, right? Um, and maybe, maybe that's wrong, but I'm trying to figure out you know, where the balance is, because why choose? I could make a living. People can make livings in on it, completely honest ways. Mm -hmm. But I like some people then choose to engage with something that's unjust where they are required then to be dishonest. Right. So, you know, is that uh, is that subjugating one of my top principles where it's not necessary because um, I'm, you know, people aren't necessarily doing it for the principle of justice. They're not fighting for justice. It's just injustice happens to be, you know, a hurdle along the way. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is it's an interesting question. I mean, look, it, would you rather I um, uh, lie to you or point a gun at you and, and bark orders, uh, truthful orders, right? Like, if yeah. you don't give me your money, I'm going to shoot you in the face. That's the truth. Um, yeah. or, you know, would you rather I, I tell you a lie about, uh, why we didn't podcast last week or something like that? Um, I mean, I mean, you know, so, so to me, the hierarchy there is, is initiatory force because that can actual cause actual physical harm. Right. But I, um, but I like, let's, let's say it, it's me. I'm the example. I'm not planning to like, I'm not doing that anyways. Right. So like, I'm living justly in my life, even though the society isn't just. No, but what I'm saying is you have a group of people that are using initiatory force, telling you that you can't do something, right? And you're worried about lying to them. Well, I, I don't think that, that they have any right not to be lied to, right? First of all, I think that lying ought to be legal. Okay, I think you ought to be legally allowed to tell a lie unless it's fraud or something like that, or mm -hmm. unless you have some kind of contract with something. I mean, you will suffer the consequences of that lie potentially, especially if you're in a virtuous relationship or an honest relationship in a virtuous market or something like that. But mm -hmm. if you lie to criminals who are trying to actively hurt you, if you don't tell them where your uh, wife and kids are hidden when, uh, you know, someone breaks into your house with armed um I, I think that's a good thing. I think it's good that you lie to protect your wife and kids. Uh, now, that being said, um, I haven't I haven't read this essay in a while, but Sam Harris has an essay called Lying, 
where he goes through all these cases and justifications for lying. I highly recommend it. And he basically says there's there's never a justification for lying. Um, and I can't remember all his arguments. You know, the, the ones that come to mind are like white lies where you tell your wife that she looks pretty in that or that that dress doesn't make her look bad or something like that mm-hmm. um, when it does. Right. And he says that you, you shouldn't lie like those white lies might feel good in the moment, but in the end you're harming that kind of virtuous yeah. relationship you have. Like you're better off to be honest, even though it's uncomfortable, even though feelings might get hurt. Um, you know, like it, it cuts off intimacy with your, with your wife to, to even tell white lies that to make her feel good or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and I can't remember his justification for not lying to armed bandits that, that, but, you know, the, the, I, I particularly don't have any, any problem. I, I don't think you have any obligation to, to not lie to people. You know, I, I've, th- there's this uh, principle in law called estoppel. Um, and estoppel is if you do something, um, if, if you're actively doing something, uh, then, you essentially give up your right to say that other people can't do that very thing uh, mm-hmm. to you or something like that, right? So, so you know, some libertarians use this in like punishment theory or something like that, and they say, look, if if uh, someone murders someone, they have they they can't argue that that you they don't can. have the right to be to murder them mm-hmm. uh, in return or something like that, right? And here you're not even pointing guns back at the state in this case you're simply uh lying to them so you're not hurting them in any way uh you're just not letting them hurt you by telling that lie but but then i uh, i got i would be lying and that would then enable isn't the principle that anyone could then lie to me like if i'm not principled in my yeah they could they, they could lie to you if you're holding a gun at them and trying to coerce them right so it's in that specific same yeah yeah i mean so i suppose what's going on in my brain which is still would be going on in most people's brains is there's such a tie of assuming legality is morality right like we've just assumed that the state knows what's right and if something is legal then it must be the moral right thing and to to not engage with that um is wrong and so you know, but I want to take it a step further to a bit of an extreme example. Um, you know, so you said many times that we're basically slaves to the state, right? And, and you know, we need to free ourselves from slavery. Um, but then we don't act that way, right? So when black people were slaves or when they were, you know, under Jim Crow laws, they were at like, you know, protesting the injustice very clearly and eventually won their side. Why are we not doing that? Why are libertarians who believe they're slaves not actually doing these things, going on the streets and disengaging? Because my mind only works in extremes, right? So if if I'm willing to lie and I'm saying that this is wrong, then why am I just, oh, here, take my 30% tax still, right? Why am I not fighting and, and being a principled person in jail saying this is unjust? They have no right to take my money. I, I'm having a hard time uh, right. reconciling not going to the extreme if I'm willing to break one of my principles in one situation for justice. Yeah, well, okay, well, let's use the the slave plantation as an example then, right? 
Um, I mean, let, let's say you don't like being a slave. Your principle is that you ought to be free and that man ought not own other men or something mm -hmm. like that. And yet here you are working on a slave plantation. I mean, is it your duty then to, uh, to die fighting that or something like that? Is your duty to, to be executed in front of the other slaves, which is going to happen to you if you disobey your master and you don't do what he says? Um, no, I don't think that's your duty. I don't think your duty is to die. Uh, in front of people, I think your duty is to survive, to try to figure out a way out of your situation by whatever means necessary. Um, and if lying is one of those means, then so be it. Uh, your your ultimate principle is freedom, is to to not be coerced, is to uh, you know individual rights or whatever. Um, then you ought to try to achieve that, given the context of your situation, whatever way works best for you. Uh, now, yes, there's something to be said that okay, if you want to end plantation slavery if that's your goal then maybe be a martyr then then yeah stand up and sacrifice yourself <laughs> or something like that right uh but but you know i i think that's kind of a silly idea although there there are some libertarians who do that to some degree right i, I know adam kokesh got his start by doing acts of civil disobedience against um unjust laws, right? And it was all nonviolent stuff. It was like dancing at the Lincoln Memorial or something like that. Just finding stupid little rules and then he'd break them. And there's a great video. The, the one that propelled him to, to infamy, I guess, was at the Lincoln Memorial where they were told not to dance. And then he just started moving a little bit and just like moving a little bit more and like just seeing where the line is, right? And seeing, and then eventually he got thrown down and choke slammed <laughs> to the ground. It You know, so I, I think there's, probably some value in that if you want to be an activist if your goal is to try to create cultural change that's not a great strategy though if your goal is is to flourish as an individual or something like that uh, if your idea of flourishing is making a lot of money or running a successful business or something like that then maybe you don't want to do that um, and, and my so, goal is to live as principled a life as possible right and so um, and as virtuous a life as possible. And that's what I'm really struggling with is these virtues of justice and honesty seem to be at odds largely um, because of society. And so, um, like, I don't know how to navigate within that. Right. But but if, I mean, you can't not drive on public roads. I mean, you, you can't walk around them or something like that. Right. Like you, you are stuck in a game, in a system that is... Uh, no creation of yours. It's like you're stuck on a plantation and there are just parameters that you have to operate within. Um, you, you cannot live, um, you know, like you're just stuck. Right. And, and mm. there's nothing you can do about it. So, you know, your, if your principle is, uh, your life, then you do what is necessary for your life. And, and, um, you know, it, you, you're not harming anyone if that's another one of your principles, then you can, yeah. you can, you can flourish, not harm anyone and tell a lie, right? If your lie harms someone, then yes. But who, who would your lie be harming in this case? Um, you know, that's, that's the question. It's, it's not harming anyone. It's just preventing, um, bandits from getting at your plunder or, or something like that. Yeah. And I suppose that like largely, especially at the start of anyone's like, uh, journey like liberty journey they're very inward focused how do I do this in my life and how do I live these principles in my immediate surroundings but then the more you try and grow in your you know not influence but in atmosphere and environment 
you have to start engaging with people who do not agree to these values. And so I guess that's where I'm at is that I'm finally at a point of engaging in the broader world and I'm seeing, oh, actually, because they're not living these principles, it's more difficult for me to just be clear cut all of the time. Yeah, I mean, that I, I think that's right. I think, um, you know, this is not, um, it's, you, you're, you're forced to do things, right? You're just forced to do things if you want to survive and thrive in this world. Like imagine a totalitarian state where um, if you followed their every dictate, you would die, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you live by the principle that I shall not break a law or tell a lie or something like that? You, yeah. you can't. You have well, to literally break the law in order to survive. And that's what you talked about with, uh, was it Ayn Rand's book, We the Living or whatever? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what those people had to do to survive and flourish. They And it sucks. It's not ideal, but you do what you have to to survive, right? Yeah. And I guess like life and, and happiness are the top values, at least in objectivism. So it's you have to be able to pursue your rational self-interest. And there are entities that get in the way of that. And it's similar with, you know, Ayn Rand or anyone's fleeing from a totalitarian state to the U.S. Right. or to Canada. Sometimes they have to lie, but they're trying to save their life. Yeah, right? let, like, let, let, let's use the example of a mugger. Someone holds you up at gunpoint, says, give me all your money. Um, does your principal then say, I have to tell him about the cash I have in my shoe because I need to be honest with him? Uh, that might be one principle, but also I, I would assume another one of your principles is that you're allowed to use protective force. In other words, you're allowed to shoot the guy um, and get out of that situation. Um, well, which would he, do you think he would rather that you would lie to him or that you would shoot him? Right. So I, mm. I, I think you could see lies as a, a form of protective force when you're dealing with someone who's trying to coerce you or do you harm. Right. I don't think you have to be honest with them. I think you can shoot them and if shooting isn't practical you can lie to them and if lying isn't practical you know you can do something else tell them the truth and live to fight another day or something like that but at that point when they're pointing guns at you um your goal is survival and and that's it you're 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 under no obligation to you don't owe this guy the truth or anything like that right and so what if then there is a mugger controlled territory right so because that's essentially what going from one country to another would be then. Yeah. Um, and so how often do you then engage? How like and I, I'm asking you, uh, how often would you then go to that other territory if it's important for your business? Um, but you have to lie and you have to, you know, you have to lower some of your principles every time to engage and, and go through into that mugger's territory. Well, I mean, again, it's a risk calculus, right? I mean, mm -hmm. what am I gaining by the lie versus what am I going to lose if I, I get found out? You know, I, I feel no obligation to the mugger to be honest with them or anything like that. But I think generally speaking for myself, it's probably a good policy to be honest with them uh, to avoid violence or to avoid negative repercussions, right? But if the if the risk of having harm against me is low enough, I would I would lie to them. Or, um, you know, if the, the reward was high enough, I might lie to him and take on a higher risk or something like that. Uh, you know, I remember my uh, uh, a girlfriend went to um, uh, not Tibet, uh, Nepal uh, mm -hmm. years ago. And there's a bunch of Maoists 
there, right? Uh, commies trying to take over the government. And they're basically terrorists. They're basically muggers as far as the government was concerned and everyone else was concerned. Uh, but they would they would demand money from you. Like they'd coerce you basically say, give, give me your money or give us a donation, right? But they would give you a receipt for your donation so that when you ran into the next Maoist, you could show them the receipt. So yeah, pay them five bucks get your receipt, then then show other, I mean, that that's a good strategy, but it, it wouldn't be immoral to say, I don't have any money or I'm not going to give you a donation or something like that either. Right. It's just that it'd be a risky move to do. Mm -hmm. And so I guess it's just continuing to be, to develop my own sense of morality and know, you know, where the lines are and which principles, but I don't know, for some reason, honesty was in my mind, like permeated to the top. So there's this issue of why would I ever put myself in a situation that requires a lie? And I suppose if that's my determination, I just have to work within it. Um, yeah, but what, what, what you're missing out is that you're not putting yourself in that situation. Others are put in that situation. Bad people, bad people with guns would be putting you in that situation, right? And so I you, suppose you owe them nothing. You owe them nothing but a bullet, right? Well, and and, so and a lie determine... is less than a bullet. <laughs> I'm trying to determine then, I guess, what is the, if I'm at A and I'm trying to get to C and I know that I have to lie at B to get to C, do I continue to go to C? That's the thing. That is my determination um, to make, right? Because I don't have to go to C. I want to go to C, but I do, do I want to go to C given I have to lie at B? Well, I think my my take on that would be you don't tell the lie if you're if you're engaging with virtuous people who uh who you know aren't doing you any harm uh who you want to maintain a relationship with who you value but if they are criminals who are actively trying to do you harm who are trying to block you from going to see uh no matter what then yeah i i, I think you can lie um, as long as you just do the risk calculation uh, about whether that lie is going to come back and bite you or not. But, but isn't that then pragmatic? I can lie some of the time or am I still just not, my brain's not quite grasping that there are different rule sets when someone's initiating force? Yeah, you, I, I think you can lie to criminals. Like I, I, I you know, I, first of all, I don't think you can universalize um, uh, honesty or something like that, right? Because it's, it's impossible to be a hundred percent honest. You know, our language doesn't allow it. You know, we speak in metaphors and imprecise language. So that capital T truth is never coming out of our mouths, right? We can try to approach it. We can try to get as close as possible, but we'll never get there. Initiation of force, on the other hand, that's pretty black or white. Um, so that's something that can be universifiable. Um, you know, you can't, you know, and so to me, ethics has everything to do with, with force. Um, and, and, you know, because you can universalize the non-initiation of force, but you can't universalize, um, something like honesty or something like that. that that's pretty difficult to do. You can make an effort to do it. You can say it's virtuous to do it most of the time. But I don't think it, it's a hundred percent. You should aim to be honest as much as possible. Yeah. But you can't guarantee you'll ha you'll be honest forever well, for the rest of your life. Well, let, let, let's look at 
protective force, right? Why is it okay for me to shoot someone and end their life when they are attacking me? It's because um, I have the right not to be coerced, not to have my life infringed upon. Um, I, I, I need to be able to protect myself from criminals if I'm going to operate in this world, if I'm going to flourish. Right. And so, so I, I see lying to these people as no different than that. Um, but so simply protective force, right? Now, the, initi initiatory force. <clears throat> if we're applying, <clears throat> we we can look at lying the same as same way, right? I shouldn't initiate a lie against someone, but maybe I can protect myself with the lie against someone who's initiating force against me or something. But so where where I'm still struggling to to grasp and to understand my my where my thoughts fall is about putting yourself in a situation where that is then required. So if you won't use initiatory force, but you really feel like killing people, you can continually go into cartel zones where they're going to try and kill you. And then you're like, oh, well, now I have an excuse to kill them. Right. And it's the same way. Like if I don't want to lie, I'm I'm slowly removing myself from relationships that necessitate me, that require me lying to maintain healthy relationships with those people. So I'm just not going to engage. But if I say I don't want to lie and I want to be honest, but then I, you know, make five new friendships that all require me to lie. OK, why, well, right? yeah, so, yeah. Look, you're you're conflating things. So. Well, I so just, let's use the first I, example. I, I, I agree with you that you shouldn't lie to people you want to be friends with, right? No, so, so let's use the force example. You shouldn't use uh, initiatory force, only retaliatory force. If someone's trying to kill you, you can kill them. But if you if that's your principle, and then you're choosing to go into places where you know that they're going to try to kill you if you go there, what is what is the or is that right? It, or like to just go there for the sake of going there? Or it's only right if yes. you go there to go through something? Why would you put yourself in that situation? Yeah, well, I, th I think you can make an argument that it's not a good strategy if you value mm. your life or something like that. Um, but you're not the one initiating force. They're the ones initiating force. They're the ones that set up that uh, situation. They're the ones that created that territory where you can't walk through it peacefully or something like that. So, so it's all on them. Um, you know, is it all on them? If you have, what if you're like a deranged and I'm getting a bit, I, I want to play at the extremes of it. Right. If you continually go there because you want to kill people, but you only want to kill people in retaliation. So you're going, knowing that you're goading them. Is it still, they got goaded. It's, it's on them. Even if you do that the sixth time, the seventh time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I in fact, it, it might be a good strategy to get rid of these guys, right? If enough people went in there to go them, uh, you might be able to get rid of the cartel by shooting enough of them, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I mean, again, it comes down to your strategy. Like that that's not a good strategy if your if your goal is um, is to to live in peace or something like that. If your strategy is to get rid of the cartel, maybe that maybe that's a good thing. But you know, yeah. if you if you have to get through that territory to get to goal C, to your goal, um, you know, and it, it that's your only choice, then I mean, you didn't create that situation. They did. You know, it yeah. sucks. They shouldn't have initiated force, and then you wouldn't have had to to do that. But. And, and I think one thing I'm forgetting still is that 
uh, I mean, at least in the objectivist framework, rationality is still the the most important thing, right? So if if I'm pursuing my rational self-interest and I have to lie to continue to attain that, that's different than these extreme examples where I'm kind of putting it in a petri dish of just, oh, well, I'm doing these things just to do them. It's no, it's it's these are tools to help me attain my purpose and and my rational self-interest. Right. And listen, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I think that to achieve your rational self-interest, you, you should be honest as much as possible, as much of the time as possible with people that, uh, are, are virtuous themselves, right? If they're, they're not trying to coerce you, you know, so, so like, I don't think you should lie to your boss. Um, even if it means you're, you might get fired or something like that. I don't think you should lie to your wife, even if it means you might have to sleep in the doghouse. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think you should lie to get out to out of feeling uncomfortable or to, to avoid difficult situations. But I do th- see no problem at all in lying with someone who's actively trying to harm you. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess that's just the bottom line, right? Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm still trying, I'm still trying to fully grasp it. But I think, yeah, I, I'm still just, I need to get more clarity of thought around interacting with non-principled people and non-principled systems because i have my nice little utopia in my mind and the world the the person i'm trying to be in the world i'm trying to create and it's very i mean it's not easy but it's simple to put into practice in my personal relationships of, of setting these standards and slowly growing it out but the more you engage with the system or society as a whole the more difficult it is to just put your head down and follow your your principles and your virtues um when people are literally putting roadblocks in your way. Yeah. And again, you know, look, it's better that you lie to the mugger than you shoot him, right? You're still protecting yourself. uh, But in one one instance, the mugger ends up alive. uh, And the other instance, you know, he doesn't, right? So, so uh, again, I, I would just apply the same principle to lying as you apply to force, right? You like, you don't initiate force. You're that's a principle. So don't mm-hmm. initiate lies, but use them protectively if you need to. Use force protectively if you need to. Just look at lie as a as a very low on the spectrum of force you could use to protect yourself. Yeah, that makes right? sense. It's a, on one one hand end of the continuum is is telling them a lie, and the other end of continuum is shooting them in the head, right? Those and you could wrestle them in between there. You could pull a knife on them. You could stab them. You could do all sorts of things. But all you're doing is lying, right? Yeah. And and you're protecting yourself by doing that. And the other person isn't harmed, um, even though they don't have a right not to be harmed in that situation. Yeah. And and I suppose, you know, back to the example I was using of like how many iterations of that would you would be acceptable if you keep putting yourself in that situation but i suppose each time is a new situation each time you have to decide okay what is my goal where am i aiming if i know that there's a lie that needs to be had within that that is my determination of is it worth it this time am i going to pursue it this time Uh, absolutely and and it's the same as look the tool you use to protect yourself when force is being used against you, uh, there's no one hard and fast answer to what tool you use, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe a gun is best in some situations. Other times you might be able to get away with, uh, 
you know, minimal amount of physical force. Other mm -hmm. times you might be able to just get away with a lie, but you know, it's all based on the context. It's all based on the threat that you face. It's all based on the risk calculus, right? Your goal is to survive that situation, to get to your goal, um, and to avoid, uh, the violence that, that confronts you and, and whatever suppose, you have to do to do that is fine. Yeah. And I suppose that gets to your prince, like saying that honesty is not a principle of universality where, you know, I was trying to say, okay, this is the specific situation that I lied in. And if I lie in this situation, then it's okay to always lie in like, it like breaks the principle completely. And, and now I'm like subjectivist right, no. and, and pragmatist. No, no, I, I, I would, I would look at it like force, right? Mm -hmm. I would look at it like force where it's, where it's okay to use force. It's okay to lie where it's not okay to use force. Then maybe it's not okay to lie if you want to apply that principle, right? Um, mm -hmm. so, so I think generally speaking, I agree with Sam Harris that lying, you should, you should never lie. Um, but I, I think where I disagree with them on is that you could lie to save your life or to protect yourself or something like that. And, and again, I think it's just cause Sam isn't very versed in thinking in terms of philosophical first principles where he can't differentiate, say the use of force, right? Uh, when is it okay to use force and not okay to use force? It's not the force. It's not that we're against force. It's that we're against initiation of force, right? And and it's not that we're necessarily against lying. It's that we're against the initiation of lying. Like there, there's no, um, you shouldn't lie to people um, as a general rule. But if they're going to attack you, then yeah, lie to them. Use force. Use, you know, it, it's just a tool. Cool. Well, this was very helpful. I appreciate it. And hopefully the listeners also uh, got some clarity around, you know, specifics of lying and, and these sorts of things. Word. Thanks, Tim. Thank you.